Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you like. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away. So do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Coming up here, lots to talk about. Your calls are primary. We're going to start things out with a quick update for you. I've uh, been trying to get Mark Emery on the show for a couple of weeks now and uh, have been unsuccessful. I imagine his life is pretty hectic at the moment. Uh, I left a message for his his wife, Jody today. So hopefully we'll be able to get him on uh, to get his perspective on this most recent development in his case. As you may know, Mark Emery is the self-proclaimed Prince of Pot. He, for many years, in I believe in Vancouver, British Columbia, had sold marijuana seeds to various different uh, buyers from around the world, and he did this for a long time, all the while paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes to the Canadian government. Well... A few years back, the U.S. decided to put pressure on the U.S. federal government, decided to put pressure on the Canadian government, and demanded that they uh, extradite Mark Emery to the United States so he could be prosecuted under U.S. law for, I don't know what the exact charge is, but, you know, conspiracy to grow marijuana or distribution of uh, marijuana seeds, some sort of nonsense charge like that. And the case has been caught up in the Canadian legal system for the past couple of years with Mark Emery, who is, by the way, the the publisher of Canada's Cannabis Culture magazine. And he also, again, runs a variety of other uh, activism outreach organizations like POT TV. Very, uh, he's somebody that takes a lot of his money that he gets in from his business and reinvests it into the, the freedom movement. In fact, he's a libertarian. We've had him on the show before. He's endorsed Ron Paul for president here in America because his magazine, Cannabis Culture, has a very wide readership in, in the United States. And so I want to bring you the latest on the case. This from theglobeandmail.com. Vancouver, Canada's most prominent marijuana activist, the self-styled Prince of Pot, may soon be changing his moniker to Prince of Prison. (laughs) Isn't that cute? Facing a possible life sentence in the United States if extradited and convicted on charges of selling marijuana seeds to online U.S. customers, Mark Emery has agreed to a deal that would see him spend a minimum of five years behind bars in Canada. Uh, Although the plea bargain is not yet signed, sealed, and delivered, Mr. Emery, who's 50 years old, said he expects to be heading to prison as early as March. Should the five-year prison sentence be confirmed, uh, it would be one of the harshest punishments in some years to be served in Canada for a marijuana offense. Mr. Emery, founder of the BC Marijuana Party and publisher of Cannabis Culture magazine, had been openly selling marijuana seeds from his Vancouver store since the 1990s with little interference. But the so-called war on drugs south of the border ensnared, uh, ensnared Mr. Emery in 2005. He was busted by the RCMP on an extradition warrant from the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, charging him with, here you go, conspiracy to distribute marijuana seeds and marijuana and conspiracy to engage in money laundering. Which is funny because he was paying taxes in Canada. They uh, they do always throw that little charge around like it you know it makes some sense. But what kind of money was he laundering? I mean, how how was he doing so? Because he was paying an incredible amount of taxes. Right. In the, in the world of, of money course, laundering, everybody in um, Canada pays an incredible amount of taxes. Oh, we pay an incredible amount here. Uh, in the world of money laundering, the idea is to supposedly stop black market drug dealers and gangsters who have who have got this uh, this money by ill-gotten means, right? They've broken the law and they've in order to 
to get this money. Uh, but he was not operating under the table in Canada. He was operating in the full daylight. Uh, he had he had given each Canadian member of parliament a subscription to his magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had taken people... I mean, he was operating out of a public office. It's not like he was some shady drug dealer selling seeds in the back alley somewhere. He was completely open and up front about the business that he was doing. So how one can claim that the, the, the funds he received were in some way illicit, I, I don't understand, when the Canadian government itself did nothing to put a stop to it. Anyway, uh, he says here, or the article says, the prison deal was suggested in a letter sent late last year by U.S. Assistant District Attorney Todd Greenberg to Mr. Emery's Vancouver lawyer, Ian Donaldson. Four days ago, I agreed, said Mr. Emery. The legal compromise includes a commitment to drop charges against his associates, Greg Williams and Michelle Rainey, who are also facing charges in the U.S. And Mr. Emery Emery explained that that's the only reason I took it, to save my two co-accused. Michelle has Crohn's disease, and her lawyer said she might have uh, she might have died in jail. I didn't want that on my conscience. Emily Langley, spokeswoman uh, for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Seattle, declined comment yesterday on the proposed plea bargain. Uh, Ms. Langley said, I don't think it's appropriate to say anything about what Mr. Emery is saying. We've submitted an extradition package to Canada, and we're all patiently waiting for the process to play itself out. The U.S. charges against Emery and his co-accused provide sentences ranging from at least 10 years in prison to a maximum of life. Greenberg's letter said extradition proceedings would be dropped if Emery accepted a 10-year sentence in Canada while agreeing to waive his right to seek an early release for at least five years. Emery acknowledged it's been a pretty severe deal for a nonviolent first offender. There's been no crime, merely a law that's been broken. In Canada, it might be a $200 fine. But mm. lawyers have told him that almost no one escapes extradition from Canada to the U.S. on an appropriate warrant, no matter how different drug laws are in the United States. As he held court for reporters in the basement of his cannabis culture headquarters on a seedy downtown street, while acolytes in the next room weighed out leaves from a high-inducing Peruvian cactus, Mr. Emery said that prison holds no fear for him. But he was bitter about Canada's cooperation with U.S. anti-drug authorities. He says we're basically licking the bootstraps of the Bush administration and the DEA and outsourcing Canada's justice system to the United States. I'm not concerned about me, but this is a terrible travesty of justice and a violation of our sovereignty. Canada is selling its people out. He said he expects details of the prison deal to be completed before the extradition hearing for the three accused goes ahead next week. To me, it's sad that uh, Canada would just, you know, uh, just forego forego its sovereignty. like that to the United States. Well, it's not exactly foregoing its sovereignty. It has an extradition treaty, and he shipped marijuana to the United States. Is the only reason he's being extradited. So, marijuana seeds. Well, marijuana seeds. It's a part mm. of the plant. It's it's regulated the same. So, it's it's legally speaking, it, it, this is on the level. But it's a question of does Canada want to cooperate enforcing these these laws that we have, even if they are on the books, and we have an extradition um, arrangement with them. I mean, Canada should probably think about reworking its extradition treaty to not include drug laws. They should. I don't know if they're going to, because as I understand it, the Canadian, the most recent elections there swept in some more conservative members of parliament. And so they're looking at really revamping the war on drugs and bringing it back up to its glory days, if you will, of full enforcement. So it does bring in more revenue for the government. If that's the mentality pervading the Canadian government at the moment, 
I don't expect that would really play out. Um, that's probably true at the at the federal level. Of course, Kansas provinces, I know, I don't know what they can do with extradition. I'm not a lawyer. I know that the provinces have more powers than the states do here hmm. as far as legal matters and setting their own policy. So it's possible that maybe British Columbia could take some steps, but it, since it's federal extradition, I you know they're probably limited in how much they can do at the provincial level. Now, what I want to know is why is the U.S. government even pursuing this? I mean, the last we heard, they wanted to throw the book at these guys and put them away. I mean, again, Mark Emery facing up to life in prison for selling these marijuana seeds. Why would it be suggested by a U.S. assistant district attorney? Well, well, why be, would they want to cut him a deal? Perhaps uh, they didn't think that uh, they were going to give, um, you know, Mark Emery over to them. You know, they they wanted to give a, you know, but what, it seemed lawyers pretty. It seemed like a sure thing. Lawyers compromise every single day. They don't make bets. They want convictions. That's true, and it would be a way for him to avoid the the trial, which of course then there would have to be evidence presented, and there's Plus a chance they could lose. It's less work for them. That's right. So that so they offered this deal. For him to take, because uh, as we've seen so many times, when you actually get into the courtroom and you're taking a case to trial, a drug case, in many cases the cops haven't crossed their T's and dotted their I's, and you can get evidence thrown out. You can uh, sometimes get the entire case thrown out, but if you cop a plea deal in, uh, in advance of that, then they don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore. Then there is no trial necessary. So maybe that's why they offered it up, just a common thing that they do when dealing with marijuana convictions. Or dealing with people that have been uh, arrested for marijuana. 800-259-9231. We'll uh, hopefully be able to get Mark on here at some point to clarify all this and talk to you about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you would like toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you've missed a moment of the show, go and get the archives for free right there on the front page of the website. In fact, going back an entire year, uh, free for you freetalklive.com and free talk lives brought to you by the free state project it's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller less intrusive government to learn more about joining the second american revolution go to freestateproject.org that's freestateproject.org it is ian here with you by the way and nick and mark 800-259-9231 we go right into the phone calls here and then mark you're going to tell us a scary story about one politician or maybe a few scary factoids Something like that. Uh, we'll get to that. But first, your phone calls. Johnson in Connecticut on the amp line. Hello, Johnson. A scary story about a politician? There's, no. Yeah, there are certainly plenty of those to go around. This one, uh, I think, is uh, Huckabee we'll be focusing on uh, for a moment. And he's a pretty scary guy. So what's on your mind? Uh, well, I want to talk about a deal uh, at the Free Talk Lab store. And I'm announcing it now. I'm going to post a little thing about it later tonight and send you something to send out as an update. Okay. But uh, I've got a deal that I want to offer people. Um for the next 10 sales that come in that total, and this is with shipping, that total over $75, right? And to give an example of that, if you were to get, say, a, a hoodie, a hooded sweatshirt for $40, a T-shirt for 17.76, and then the cost of the shipping, that would total over $75. Okay. If you get an order like that that totals over $75, I will include for free – a copy of Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's a twenty dollar value. I think it's selling for uh, nineteen ninety nine on his website right now. Right. So 
I want to promote, I want to help promote Barry's video. I mean, we met Barry at the uh, Liberty Forum. I thought he was an, a great guy. Yeah, a hell of a great um, guy, so, absolutely. You know, I want to promote his video, and I also want to give a bargain to some people. So, you know, I think that, you know, it's a great time for people to get the winter stuff. We just got loaded up um, with stock. So everything is coming in stock. I'm processing all the outgoing orders, like, you know, everything that's been ordered so far is going out the door tonight and tomorrow. And uh, so I'm just trying to get people, you know, to bulk up on the winter stuff. I mean, we've got hoodies galore over here. So now all the hoodies are in stock. I've got the Marketeer T-shirts back in stock. The only thing that we don't have in stock yet because that manufacturer is slow is the flags, but everything else Good to know. Cool. So next 10 orders over $75, and that's total including shipping, over $75 or or over, will get a copy of Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted on DVD. I'm hoping, too, that a lot of people now have seen the quality of the merchandise at the Liberty Forum. I mean, people were able to kind of touch it and feel it and, uh, you know, feel the hats and... See what the quality of everything You know what you is, need so. to do, Johnson, is you need to collect some testimonials from people. Like, oh, I know. my, if, my know, Free Talk anybody... Life t-shirt feels so good. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. I want to do that. Actually, I should start a thread on the BBS and, you know, let people uh, kind of do stuff. I'm also trying to collect pictures. So I'm going to announce this on the air. Right now, if you have pictures of yourself in your merchandise, I want them. I have a thread that's been going on the BBS for probably almost a year now, and I want more pictures of people so that eventually I can, you know, put some uh, some action shots yeah. on we, the... Uh, we especially like it when our Shriners, our lady yeah, listeners, especially uh, the Shriners, yeah. phot- photograph themselves in our in our gear. So once again, that's store.freetalklive.com. Special offer. More information will come out over the updates, uh, I guess, when you send that out tonight at and some if, point, Johnson. And if people want more information about the video that I'm talking about and you haven't heard of it, go to nevergetbusted.com. Take a look at the preview videos. Uh, look at you know some of the things that Barry's doing. I mean, it's it's an amazing video. Uh, once you see this stuff, you're yeah, you hadn't seen it, the so. video until uh, right after the Liberty Forum, right? right? right after, you know, I met Barry before I ever even you know really seen the video. I'd heard briefly about it on the show, but uh, after seeing it, wow! <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing <laughs> that guy, guy. Is putting his neck on the line. I am surprised. I mean, wow! Uh, that is someone who. You know, people talk about Alex Jones and Free Talk Live and other radio show hosts who are uh, liberty-oriented, you know, really having to worry about violence. You know, like, oh, you're going to worry about violence from the government. Mm -hmm. Barry Cooper, that's someone who is really out there and probably does have to worry about violence from the government because he's, you know, as a former narcotics officer, he was in with those just thugs who are, you know, jerks. And right, and they don't like him giving up all their secrets, uh, and they yeah. certainly aren't going to like his new video, which I've yet to see, but I'm sure we're going to get an advanced copy, yeah, uh, Never Get Rated, where yeah. he actually helps people, uh, he gives people tips on how to deal, mar- <laughs> to sell marijuana and presumably other drugs safely uh, to avoid detection from the police, which that's going to really, that's really yeah. going to tick them off. Especially uh, one of the things he talks about on his website is how uh, he was trained by the DEA to spot marijuana fields and patches from helicopters, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to reveal how that is done and what to do to prevent that. So you get you can see Barry's first video if you order $75 or more merchandise, including shipping, if you're the next 10 of now, those types of orders. The one caveat to that is that including the including shipping part, we, I can't do that for international orders because their orders are almost... That It'll be $75 to ship, to ship that, yeah. Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. So, uh, but I do want to extend it to international offers. So it's it's your cart. It's based on cart total. So if your cart total comes up to over seventy five dollars, 
then you're fine. I mean, there's going to be an additional for shipping, but you will be included, if, even if you're international, if your cart total is about right. 70 Johnson, thanks, dude, for the update. Appreciate the uh, the offer. And you know what? He came up with that on his own. I wasn't even really consulted because he's in charge of the store, and he can come up with neat little promotions like that. So Good thing. Very cool. Uh, once again, that's store.freetalklive.com. We'll uh, get to the Huckabee thing in a moment, but first we talk to Blake in North Carolina. Blake, you're on Free Talk Live. Blake? Uh, good evening, Free Talk Live. Hey, what's on your mind? I have a question for Mark. Yeah. Uh, I remember from past shows you uh, had reservations about vaccinating your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this still true? Yes. Child. Uh, yes. Well, maybe more to come. But perhaps. Um, well, do you consider uh, Skeptic Magazine a reliable source? Usually, yeah. Uh, they had a good article about uh, how this uh, controversy surrounding uh, the uh, vaccines causing autism in children is pretty much patently false. Okay. And to sum up... And to sum up the controversy, uh, they, the, some people are claiming that uh, vaccine, vaccines causing, uh, containing the preservative uh, thermosol, it, it has some, uh, something called ethyl mercury in it. And they propose that since mercury is a poison to human beings, that this can cause autism in children. Okay. Now, this is, this is wrong because they're confusing two different things. Uh, something called methyl mercury is what's the actual toxic thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, when people say there's mercury in the water or food supply, they're referring to methyl and they, they, methyl mercury. And these things have very similar names, but they're completely different. That's a good point. Now, Mark, were, was that your only concern, the autism risk, or was it something else? Well, um, I do know, uh, you know, what, what I have seen is, um, and w- what seems clear to me, is that uh, since vaccines have become, you know, the thing that we do to kids, uh, you know, when they, you know, w- when they're born that uh, autism has increased. You know, autism was a relatively rare thing at one point, and now it's a relatively common thing, um, comparatively. Um, do you think that right. the people at Skeptic Magazine that wrote this would uh, care to put their money on where their mouth is and uh, insure my child against autism? Well, uh, the uh, argument against that is, uh, do you know the difference between a correlation and a causation? Right, I understand the... I, please hold them over. Um, the, you know, I do understand the difference between a correlation, a correlation and a causation. Correlation means... You can draw some parallels. Causation means this is, in fact, the truth. You know, yeah, they we'll can bring show you back, Blake. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Isn't it also possible that they're just better at diagnosing autism these days than they used to be? Is, could that be a factor as to why they're seeing more of it? Could be. Personal experience plays a role in this, too, and I'd like to tell the story. 1-800-259-9231. Vaccines. Your thoughts on that or whatever you want. Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's one 800 259 9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features for free. Updates included. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. I think an update's going to be going out tonight, as a matter of fact. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create... Reliable legal documents like a corporation or a limited liability company. You can set those up, excuse me. LegalZoom.com, 
Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. All right, so we continue with Blake's call. Blake in North Carolina, you'd called in to point out, to try to allay some of Mark's fears about vaccinations. You say that Skeptic Magazine, who we've had one of their uh, their editors on, Michael Shermer, or I think he's a writer for them, one or the other. Anyway, uh, we've had uh, some of the good folks from Skeptic on before, and you're pointing out that Skeptic has come out and said that there's a bit of confusion when it comes to the claims that the mercury that exists in some of these vaccinations uh, is not actually mercury as we're used to it, but a different form of mercury. What was it, ethyl mercury? Uh, right, yeah. It's called ethyl mercury, and the bad stuff is called methyl with an M mercury. Oh, okay. Oh, methyl mercury, and then the other one is ethyl merc- mercury? Yeah, it's, it's it's very confusing with these scientific names, but the main difference is uh, the stuff in vaccines is actually made on purpose for a preservative in the vaccine, whereas the bad stuff is actually a byproduct of industrial processes. So you're saying that what's in the vaccines isn't the bad stuff, but it's the okay stuff, and that that uh, they're claiming that the product that's in the vaccines has nothing to do with uh, the creation of autism in children. A good way to elaborate this, I think, is uh, do you guys know what uh, sodium chloride is? Sounds like a, a poison or something. Salt? It, table table salt. Right. That's, you're right. Table salt. But sodium is a... Uh, when it comes in contact with water, it's explosive, and chloride is used as a toxic gas in chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. But you put them together, and it's just table salt. Right. So just because something has mercury in the name doesn't necessarily mean it's the toxic you know, liquid metal that you see. Sure, sure. Uh, I didn't know, Mark, that that was what your objection was, that the autism uh, risk was your objection. Well, I'm going to tell you what uh, what my objection is. It would seem to me that the objection, at least from my perspective, would be that government is mandating these things, and therefore I'm not interested in doing things that government mandates because I don't trust the government, whatever the reason is, I don't don't trust them. And, um, you know, there's... You you do realize there's doctors on the other side of the equation saying that uh, these these uh, you know vaccines cause uh, cause kids to have autism, right? Yeah, but then they get all, all kinds of books published and get on Oprah and all sorts of things, you know, get their name out there. So there's definitely this putting out one side. Oh, so there's benefits on both sides for both people um, saying that you know on both sides of the equation people benefit from saying what they're saying. Is that what you're saying? Exactly, and uh, I just think it's uh it, it it's just better. For the entire issue, people just pursue the facts on their own. And you know, I've pursued some facts on uh, vaccines as far as flu vaccine. Um, I looked online to find out about flu vaccine, and um, I saw some people saying that uh, you know, there's that the people have reported being ill from flu vaccines. And uh, you know, there was uh, an article by somebody with a PhD behind their name saying this is patent nonsense. Absolutely, nobody is going to get sick from a flu vaccine. And the fact is, I've been the sickest in my life two different times from taking the flu vaccine. I looked this crap up, and this jerk, um, who I'm sure considers himself a scientist of some level or another, at the very least a doctor, has said that, uh, you know, this, this couldn't possibly happen. Well, my personal experience says that these, um, that, that vaccine is dangerous, and uh, I, I don't see any reason to trust, since I don't trust that vaccine, I don't see any reason to trust any of them. Well, I mean, it, then you then then you get, shouldn't get any vaccines in your entire life or take any sorts of any medicine because that's uh you're just it's the same logic. Like why I try to avoid medicines any? as as often as I possibly can. I try to use natural remedies when I can. There well, you go. You know, I mean, 
So Blake, were you trying to convince Mark to uh, accept vaccines, I, I like or just this... hold on now? Were you trying to convince Mark to accept vaccines or vaccinations, or were you just simply trying to give him a little bit more information? Um, I'm not proposing to change his mind about anything. I'm just saying uh, I think I think he's been misinformed, and I think because there, there's something called a, a herd immunity, where if enough of a herd of animals is protected. Even those unprotected will will get the immunity because nobody's getting sick. Right. But they they recently had an outbreak in uh, the UK with measles because enough parents were convinced by these quack doctors that this was a bad vaccine, and they had a resurgence of measles in a couple towns. How many people died? Uh, I don't think anybody died, but they were seriously sick. That's that's yeah. That's that's what uh, I figure I'm risking is that uh, the kid will get some uh, possibly at the very unlikely chance that they'll get some kind of childhood disease, in which case they'll survive it. Um, you know this the, these vaccines. You know I'm unconvinced. The fact is there's so many people out there that worship at the altar of science like it's the new religion, and that these scientists can't make mistakes. And they're people. They make mistakes. And just like people, they're going to try to cover up their mistakes. And when they're involved with the government and getting and shoving these mistakes down their um, your throat and my throat, they're going to be even more likely to try to cover their mistakes. So Blake, uh, are you going to vaccinate your kids? Uh. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, unless some something new comes out and I verify for myself that it's actually dangerous, I'm gonna. I mean, uh, I don't think there's, a, there's not enough convincing argument for me not to. So you would presume that because the vaccine is available and mandatory, that it is safe. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying people should do it because it's mandatory. There's a good track record with them because we've eliminated so many routine childhood illnesses from even 100 years ago. They just don't see anymore. Right, and, and, and can... my I would posit that the reason that we've eliminated them is because some people out there in the science community are willing to kill some kids in order to do it. Now, I'll tell with you... With the vaccines is what Right, with the vaccines. I'll tell you that, and I will agree with you that, yes... Fewer children are dying now because of the elimination of these childhood diseases and because of the vaccines, but I think that they're still will, willing to you know, see a certain amount of people die. Interesting observation. Blake, thanks for the call and the information tonight. Nick, you're sort of well, absorbing this. Yeah, there is a certain percentage rate that's acceptable for people getting sick from a vaccine because the net benefit outweighs it. I know they admit that like 3 to 5% of people who get the flu vaccine can get flu-like symptoms. I mean, mm-hmm. you're basically infecting yourself with... Um, a very diluted antigen that, of the flu virus, and there's an off chance that you'll get sick. So personally, I agree with the caller that um, for the most part, I think vaccinations have out, their benefits have outweighed their drawbacks, but there is a possibility. I mean, there are possible drawbacks to it. I mean, we don't know. It could be a contributing factor to autism. That's just one theory, though, and in recent years, there's there's all kinds of other theories about why there's more autism or if there's more autism. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it, it's questionable. I got my shots, and I, I personally, if I could make my own medical decisions, um, in retrospect, I probably would opt for me and my children to get measles, mumps, rubella, the standard shots. I mean, I never got measles or mumps or rubella, so... And so I, you're saying you here. never got them, but you would no, want I did. your kids I did to. get them. I did get them, but I would make the you same got the de- shots. Yeah, I'd make the same decisions my parents made as far as getting vaccinations. I, I'm I'm a proponent of vaccination, but and Mark, um, you're saying that you wouldn't simply because you don't want to risk your kid being in that one percent, right? Uh, you know, I I know that 
you know, some kids are, I believe that some kids are getting autism from this, and I believe that they're getting all kinds of other problems from uh, vaccines, and I'm not willing to risk it. I, I'm a very, very convinced that my child's not going to come in contact with some other child with this because most people are out there are willing to roll the dice and let their children be vaccinated because they don't know and they don't care. Interesting. And well, I, uh, with a vasectomy, don't really have to, don't really have to consider that too hard. Nope. Not Let's, a concern uh, of yours. Let's hear from you at 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We go to the phones and talk to Dave in Athens listening on WAIS. Dave, what's on your mind tonight? On the issue, today I found out I have an eye condition. Mm. And that in California, it would be legal for me to smoke marijuana. Mm, but it's not in Ohio. Nope. Sorry to no. hear about that. Are you going to smoke it anyway? No. Is that I'm a yes? I said no, no. I oh, haven't. man. You should give it a try. Go ahead. The, hit the black market. Dave, thanks for the so call tonight. Awful. More on the way. You can take control. This is your show. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Whether you want to weigh in on the vaccination issue... Do you have kids? Have you gotten them vaccinated? Or are you refusing, as Mark is? 1-800-259-9231. If so, if not, why? Uh, or you can bring up whatever you want. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go and buy some stuff through amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in Free Talk Live getting a percentage of your purchase. So once again, start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, and you can find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. We go to the phones, to the fun, to Nathan in New York. Nathan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. How's it going? I'm in Manhattan, so I might be honking and stuff. That's <laughs> um, right. What's on your mind? Well, I uh, was just uh, following up to the guy that called in uh, with the child, questioning if he should give his child a flu shot. Actually, um, he was calling in to uh, question me giving my child uh, the uh, vaccination for all the other uh, childhood <laughs> well, uh, diseases. Then he probably already gave it to his child. Probably, uh, yeah. I hope not, though. Um, I, mean, I think he's a kid. Well, it's up to him, but his, um, I already know, like, on top of my head, I know, like, five people I gave the shots and have stories about their kids. Um, two went through, conv- through convulsions. Three of them have major Jeez. ADD and uh, autism. And now I know my brother, he started giving it to him. I'm just waiting for him to... My brother to say, I, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm actually a visual effects artist, but I'm a, I love to read it all the time. And he brought up the subject how diseases are um, at a lower level nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, that um, the diseases, I got this book uh, called War of the Week. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. He also wrote the book on IBM and the Holocaust. And the diseases dropped after um, they created the sewer system. And also when they started making uh, streets, and, and the disease dropped dramatically. Yeah, that makes sense, because you don't have uh, festering fecal matter uh, running in through the streets outside of your home. Correct. So, like, ever, since there's been more sanitization in public, you, your chances of getting sick are a lot lower. So makes that's, sense. that's pretty much the topic I want to bring up on that. So you say personally in your I... life you know of at least five young people that have been adversely, allegedly adversely affected by vaccinations. Yes, and 20 of my employ- uh, 
three of my employees that I've worked for, my boss even told me he's never going to give it to his, his child because he knows two people. I mean, I, there's people beyond people. Um, I, I, you know, I read all this stuff. I get all the names. I can't remember it. I wish I did. I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you study history, history never, never if, if, you, if you follow history like a, like a manual, you'll, you'll realize that you really can't trust when somebody's going to give you a shot. And plus, most your body is meant to really take care of everything. In fact, it's good for your body to fight off diseases first time if you're healthy. Of course, if you're not... Well, isn't that the purpose behind a vaccination is to give somebody... I know there are different types of vaccinations, and we talked about them once, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the idea for uh, some vaccinations is to dose someone with a very, very small amount of the uh, the disease or a dead version of the disease to where, I guess, Correct. disease not isn't the right word, but uh, a virus or whatever the right word is, I'm not a scientist either, but to, to give them a little dose to where your body can easily fight it off and create that immunity. Well, then they also include all this other stuff into it, preservatives, and, and who knows what else. I can't, I mean, I, I'm actually walking right now to uh, lower Manhattan, so I don't have a big bunch of books I can show you. Yeah. Um, How but are you I did listening a good then? research about a year ago of it, and it's, it's not so much the uh, dead viruses, it's also what they include in it. Like the mercury. Now, I'm not sure the exact names, but I did a research. See, this is why I wish I could have called in when I figured it all out. It just would be great if you can have like a doctor that knows, understands all the naming on one time on your show. It'd be fantastic. I got a guy that I can bring on, but I didn't really think it was appropriate to. So yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, the names are essential. Because then you're just going off of what you think you know or what you've read you know a couple of months ago. Yeah, well, what I know is if the government wants me to do it, I have a natural aversion towards it. So I think I'd be in your camp, Mark. I think if I, if I had a kid, uh, yeah, I would. Well, well, like, you just do it out of spite, though. I mean, you know. Well, I, <laughs> well, how many things are they lying to us about anyways, like the income tax? As much as they can. Really, yeah, exactly. So you're going to trust them when they say you have to pay income tax, but you don't? Or you have to pay property yeah, tax? I don't believe a thing they say. I don't trust a word. And I appreciate you calling in tonight, Nathan. By the way, quick question. Uh, yeah, how did you listen to, are you listening, did you, were you listening on your computer and went out of the house and started walking or how did you, are you listening oh, live um, on your cell phone or? I'm not sure familiar, familiar with We Are Change. I'm one of the We Are Change members. No, we're not. Oh, that's, um, uh, that's one of the truth, we are, uh, truth organizations. Luke 9-11 guys. But how are you listening? Um, well, I was listening on the, the computer and I literally just started packing you up. Walked out. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. Very good, dude. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. We continue with your phone calls and talk to Jason in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Jason. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind? Hey, I originally called to uh, talk about Ron Paul, but first, uh, since I was listening to what you were talking about there with immunizations, um, my oldest son is seven, middle son just turning five, my daughter's uh, about two and a half, and uh, when my oldest son was born, we did a lot of research uh, into the whole immunization topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got friends that are pretty radical, don't do any immunizations. We've got friends who are pretty conformist and do all the immunizations. And we kind of, uh, through our research, found that there were some that we agreed with, you know, things that were, um, you know, diseases that we thought our kids could come in contact with or things that if they did get the disease were pretty serious and, and tough to treat. Um, but there's other things that, you know, there's no reason to have a vaccine for or immunize people against. Like right now, chicken pox. You know, we all got chicken pox as a kid, and, and you know, I, I feel that it's, it's important to, you know, go through some of those childhood diseases and, and build up your immunities naturally versus, yeah. you know, some people say, well, then you've, you're subject to shingles later in life or whatever. But um, the problem with that 
vaccine, to the best of my knowledge, is that it needs a booster shot at um, when you're in your 20s. And if you don't get the booster shot when you're in your 20s, then you're subject to uh, get the disease later in life. When is it that can shingles be or chickenpox you're talking chicken about? Box. Chickenpox. Okay. Chickenpox. Um, so then you get chickenpox at age 30 and maybe not be as immune or be able to uh, fight it that's off. That's when it can be more serious and more life-threatening uh, than when if, hmm. if you get it when you're young. Um, yeah, I mean, how many people like die they're, from chickenpox? Not, not too many. Uh, they're immunizing kids now for, um, oh gosh, I forget what the one was that is um, an STD. Um, my goodness. Oh, uh, the, the HPV, the human papilloma virus. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's just and, in Texas, but yes. Well, no, they're doing that in other, other states. I know in Pennsylvania uh, that's on the list of immunizations. Um, mandatory for, for getting kids into government I school? I don't know if it's mandatory, but I know it's something that the doctors are pushing. So mm, okay. you know, the point is that, again, my children are not going to come in contact with that until they're at least in their teens, hopefully, or you know, of an age when they would be having sexual contact with other people um so you know why immunize them for that when they're young and, and more susceptible to the the ill side effects of immunization so i think to anybody out there do your research don't let your doctor bully you into um you know uh changing your mind about you know what you believe and is, it, is it the doctor the family doctor who usually administers these or they have to go somewhere special uh, in our state it's done by the pediatrician um, you go to your doctor's office, you get a series of shots starting from, actually they start in the, in the hospital the day they're born, and then you go for like a two-week checkup, and then a two-month checkup, and then a uh, six-month checkup, and then, you know, one year. I mean, there's, there's so, checkups all along the way, and every time you go to the doctor, they want to give you shots. So, Jason, this is essentially the doctors, uh, they've got another way to cash in here. Oh, yeah, you need all these Absolutely. immunizations. Oh, you've got you to get all the bases covered here. That'll cost you, you know, however much it costs. Now, now Jason, the other thing cheap. they try to do is they try to give them to you in cocktail mixes, where they'll give you like three or four mixed together into one. Mm. And one, what we did is we uh, said, look, the ones that we're choosing, we would like them administered one at a time. And it was more inconvenient for us because we had to take our children back two or three or four times mm-hmm. instead of just one mass, you know, inoculation against everything. But, you know, we felt that that was a little more prudent, that we could pick and choose the part of the serum that we wanted. And also on that side was uh, we would know if they had a side effect of something, what it was they had the side effect to. Now, Jason, you'd said that the, that you were you had done some of the immunization for childhood diseases, but not all of them. And my wife sort of brought this up. She there was one in particular. I think it might have been rubella. I can't remember which one. MMR. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure which one that, uh, she was referring to. It's it's been some time. And she said, well, maybe we should get this one. And I'm like, well, if you're against these vaccinations. Wouldn't I mean you know why would you get one of them even the the one that you considered um, the worst or whatever you know I mean I, I don't think your chances go up with the uh, with increased exposure or whatever I don't know I mean it it seems to me that if you're scared of uh, vaccinations because vaccinations can hurt your child why even get the ones that for the uh, con- diseases you consider dangerous It's a calculated risk you, you take the ones that you feel that that your children are more likely to be exposed to things that if they are exposed to could cause fatal uh you know consequences and um seems you know, like, it seems like a reasonable position to me jason and thanks for calling in with your input on this one uh, and thanks for the call tonight 800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line will talk about the dissolving of the United States. Our archives website and podcast will continue to stay free but if you think other people deserve to hear this show 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Quick correction before we continue uh, with your phone calls here from James in Michigan. He says, guys, I've been listening to your show for only a short while now, and I have to say I love the program. It's great to hear someone getting out there on the airwaves and talking sense, and really great that people actually seem to be listening. Thanks for the great program, but I'm writing you today to dispute a statement you made regarding online gambling. During last night's show, you mentioned twice that online gambling was made illegal last year. This is simply not true. The Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act, which I'm sure you were referring to, did not address in any way the legality of U.S. citizens gambling online. The bill, which was sneakily attached to a must-pass port security law, only affected financial institutions with operations in the United States, requiring them to screen their customers' transactions to ensure they aren't funding unlawful Internet gambling. This category of unlawful Internet gambling does not exist on a federal level, although the Justice Department would have you think otherwise. According to the Justice Department, Internet gambling was made illegal by the Federal Wire Act of 1961. This ridiculous claim is refuted by the wording of the law, which specifically addresses only sports betting, by the history of the law, which was clearly intended to stifle organized crime involved in sports betting rackets, and by the judicial branch of the government, which has ruled that this law does not apply to Internet gambling. Not to mention the date of the original law makes any attempt to claim it regulates Internet activities laughable. This is just another case of the executive branch attempting to increase its own power and authority by applying laws wildly outside of their intent. I'm sure at some point they'll arrange for a case in front of a government-friendly moralist activist judge and get a ruling in their favor, but that's besides the point. These actions offend me not only because I'm a libertarian, but because, as a professional online gambler, they impact my livelihood quite directly. I was saddened to hear you unintentionally echoing federal government spin and thus motivated to clear the matter up for you. Hopefully the more people will realize that although the government has made it slightly more difficult to transfer money to and from online gambling sites, this is one small area where they have not yet enacted laws stifling our individual liberties. Thanks again for the work you do toward liberty from James. So, technical correction, and a fairly important one. Uh, apparently, according to James, and now that I'm rem- now that he's sparking my memory here a little bit, I do recall that, yes, the law that was passed regulates banks. banks it regulates yeah. credit card providers. It regulates financial providers. Uh, and it says, you are not to allow transactions to online Internet casinos. So, it's the banks that would get in trouble and not the individual users. So how does one transfer money online to a casino without using some kind of middleman? You'd have to use a middleman. You'd have to well, uh, you go... you get a foreign um, a credit card through a foreign company. Or, yeah, for, some, foreign any, bank, any financial institution that's not doing business in the United States, you could put your money there and use their you know, their service. It certainly takes a, yeah, another major step, but... So I, I think that uh, they would like to make it illegal for individuals to gamble online, but they just haven't... They haven't taken those steps yet, uh, so maybe that's coming down the road. Um, I know that a lot of the online gambling companies, maybe what made me think that it was illegal was that a lot of the online gambling companies had stopped accepting U.S. players. 
as a result of that. At least that's what I recall hearing shortly thereafter is that they were backing away from allowing people that they knew of being in the United States uh, to play at their online uh, casinos. So right now it is legal for you in America, according to James, uh, to gamble online. It's just that it's going to be more difficult as a result of the new legislation. Point of clarification, and thank you, James, for the email on that. 800-259-9231. We're just talk show hosts. We get things wrong just like anybody else. We go to the phones and talk to you, Ron in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ron. Georgia. Hello, Ron. Yes, how are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? All right. Um, I'd like to know, what is the purpose of the vaccine, the mandatory vaccines, and um, does it have any connection with um, maybe trying, I've read about some conspiracies on trying to uh, sneak the microchip in people, saying that it's insertable to syringes, and once they can make vaccines mandatory, they can do it, whereas, you know, they could possibly slide, you know, are the RFIDs that small? I know they're pretty small. I've seen them that, that they're as small as a grain of rice, but I didn't know that they were injectable size yet, though that is an interesting theory that once technology comes along that far, uh, that they would be able to surreptitiously inject something like that into one's body without their knowledge or necessarily their consent. It's an interesting mm-hmm. idea. I don't know if the technology has come along that far. Have you heard that it has? Yeah, well, actually... um, it was just, you know, I read up on things like MK Ultra and uh, things of that matter. And, uh, you know, just having something with the government, having something to do with trying to create ultimate soldiers or just having, you know, control above, you know, sending police out, just mind control. Or maybe um, I read things on, you know, how they have that the, the red alert that comes on TV. Oh, this is a test. Mm-hmm. They say that that sound could go off and it could trigger something once that device is placed in us, and that sound goes... <laughs> it, could well, be, it could be any sound, you know. It could be a microwave go- oven going off. I, I don't know. Right. It, it, sounds, it sounds rather... Uh, what is it? The Maltese Falcon? What is that? Uh, right. Manchurian Candidate. Oh, Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's right. certainly some, uh, some intriguing stuff out there. Much of it, I think, is relegated to the world of Art Bell, uh, as far as how, how accurate or, or truthful or true to life it is. But that's not to say that some of these things aren't possible. It's not to right. say that the government hasn't engaged in awful eugenics experiments over time and that, that there aren't people in government that would be looking to do some of the very things that you mentioned. Uh, how successful they'll be is another question, because you do have to remember you're dealing with government, and they just generally aren't very good at doing anything. However, if they hire out private contractors, then they can get some things developed and uh, in the case of what you're suggesting with uh, possibly injecting RFID chips into people through a syringe, pretty scary idea. I don't know uh, how viable it is at this point in, in uh, technological development. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Well, even if you had the RFID chip in you, RFID chips are just a radio frequency ID chip. They're not going to control your brain. They don't control your brain. So the, the idea that they're implanting mind control, anything that could control the populace in you, is well, that's, he was that's jumping, scientifically. He was jumping from uh, conspiracy to conspiracy there. I mean, he was just sort of amalgamating them all together into one. I don't know if he was suggesting that the injection would allow them to control your brain. I think he was just talking in general about how he believes that people, some people in government would want to institute that sort of a program. I, yeah, I'm not sure where the science is right. I know they can make the RFID chips really quite small, um, but... My guess, and I'm just guessing here, is that you couldn't inject it into the bloodstream because there's so many small blood vessels where if 
even a small particulate matter you yeah. don't want in your in your bloodstream. But I suppose you could embed it. I mean, you can embed it under the skin, so it might be feasible to stick it actually inject a RFID chip into someone. I think that's a reasonable concern. I, I do. Uh, and, and I'm the first person to shoot down a conspiracy theorist when they call in. But, you know, the fact is it was the conspiracy crowd that had the uh, – that were talking about the RFID chip a decade ago. You know, they were talking about these, these very concepts, and now they are becoming real. Um, RFID is a fine technology. It's, it, it's very great. I mean, it's great when used for industrial applications – uh, when you're talking about moving pallets full of product in the back of a stock room or a warehouse, and you've got one of these little RFID scanners, you want to know how many products are on that pallet, you just shoot it with the scanner and it bounces back instantaneously and gives you the totals you're looking for. I mean, these, these products can be very, very useful in our everyday lives as consumers and business people. Uh, but when put into the hands of government, when put into the hands of people who, uh, whose mentality it is to control whose mentality it is to wield power over others, when that sort of technology gets into their hands, that's when the scary, dangerous uh, concepts start to come out. And it's something that people need to be watching for, and they need to pay attention to. So to that extent, I, uh, I, I do agree with that point. Let's talk to Dan in Merrimack. I don't know where that is, but Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Dan. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? Where's Merrimack? It's in New Hampshire. Uh, Merrimack, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> well, there's probably more than one Merrimack out there, Mark. You think there's only yeah, one of them? Merrimack, uh, actually, there is a Merrimack, uh, Massachusetts. See. spelled differently, but it's pronounced the same. Is it along uh, the same river? Know, all, all, all along the, yeah, the, the Merrimack Valley. What yes. do you think? I paid attention in uh, government geography class? I'm just I'm thinking that the Free State Project spokes, spokesman's falling down on the job here. Yeah, like I know what ge- uh, well, the, hey, listen, the geography of the state is. Hey, Dan, we're going to bring you back, man. Hang on, dude. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. That's the toll-free number. Anything goes. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. we still got to talk about that Huckabee thing uh, on the way here. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so do enjoy those on us. And uh, some of those features, by the way, include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. Dot com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. As we continue, and go back to Dan in New Hampshire. Dan... You're back on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hey, thank you. So what are you calling about tonight, sir? Uh, I, I wanted to answer uh, the previous caller's questions, actually. Somehow I was timely uh, brought into this. Okay. Uh, I, the, uh, the New World Order uh, side of vaccinations has to do with uh, getting kids out of the house, into schools, out of their families and their communities where they would get a, a normal child-rearing and into schools where they can get a New World Order child-rearing, turn them into good factory workers and good soldiers. Well, and I, I, I would agree with you largely. Um, I'm, I, 
this the new new world order umbrella. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like a catchphrase almost at this point for anything that's evil and plotting. Uh, you know, the the uh, government education system started in the late 1800s, as as I understand it, in this country. And are you suggesting that the new world order was in charge back then, or is it possible that it was just some control freaks that wanted to uh, get in charge of people's kids? Well, you know, the, the, you know, we've got the Prussian system, and you know, what, what were the Prussians? You know, the New World Order is are the old world uh, monarchs, and the, you know, and the, and and the bankers have kind of combined together and and joined forces. I mean, it even goes back to, uh, yeah, you know, interfering with uh, breastfeeding. Uh, you know, getting people into the hospital, getting, you know, getting them dependent on an allopathic model of medicine. I mean, it's all, you know, combined together to, uh, you know, improve the control over people. It's a, you know, it's control. Oh, there, you're not going to find any disagreement here. I mean, no, I don't think anyone on this show is in favor of government schooling. Uh, we all understand that it is the Prussian system. And uh, it's just that when people start spouting off about the New World Order, you... Uh, you I cringe a little. Right, I cringe because well, you I feel like, to, oh my God, a there's... of what I think the New World Order is. And yeah. I, I think to some degree I, I just gave that. But, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it's... It, you know, granted, you've got to... I mean, you know, I, I'm 55 years old. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I went to school back in the... You know, started in the 50s and, you know, went through the 60s. Graduated high school in 1970. So I mean, you know, my and uh, my kids were born in the 80s, and you know, I had a, a, a wife who was a nurse, and we decided to have our children at home. I, you know, and and I mean, I it, I've gradually been understanding how things work, and 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 it's just it's just so clear to me now what's going on, and you know why. Why Ron Paul is not getting the press that he would normally get if if there was a uh, a fair election system involved and and why isn't he? you know it's it's just all it's gelling for me now and I have no problem using I mean the the, the people that that we're talking about do not even want to have a name they deliberately their organizations deliberately don't. You know, they, they all, how, you know, they, here's a question for you, since you apparently know a lot about it. How far, uh, how how wide uh, cutting is this new world order? How many countries does it exist in? Right. Do they control Southeast Asia, or do they have their own new world order there? Well, that's an interesting thing. I, you know, there, there actually is a, 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 a I, I think there's actually competition amongst these people. So it's not maybe. And that's probably a good thing for us. That, well, of that, course that, there's competition, know, which is why the concept of this New World Order is kind of silly to be promoting. What you should be talking about is what people in search of power do. They want to lord their power over others. They want to dumb people down. They want to do all the things you're talking about. Exactly, it's just that they don't, exactly. have the, they don't have a name for their group. There may be some individual groups out there operating, but you're right. People in search of power are competing with one another for that power. They're not just going to sit back and say, well, you're the way 
you're the anointed one. I'm going to allow you to control the entire world. No, they're going to fight it out, you know, which is why you've got Hugo Chavez uh, having a little tissy with George Bush, because they're not all necessarily in agreement uh, right. with their and, goals. And Putin, Putin is, is rattling the cages. I mean, you know, back during World War just before World War II, when all of the crowned heads of Europe were related. <laughs> Yeah, That's I think true. I think that putting this new world order label on people in search of power is oversimplifying the situation, and it also uh, aligns you with the conspiracy crowd, and it's it basically well, yeah. reduces your credibility right out of the box. Uh, it, it, it's 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 like it's like another term, uh, anti-Semitic. It's been stolen. You know, you know, truly anti-Semitic means you know against people from the Semite region, which this includes is true. a bunch of Arabs as well. Yeah, this uh, is true. The, the Israelis or Jews or whatever, and uh, and and now most a lot of Jews aren't even from there. So I mean, it's like you know, what what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, I just but think I, that know. people that are at least reasonable thinking people should stay away from that that sort of terminology. Are there people I, in search well, of power? I'll, you know, yes. take that under advisement. Very I, that's good. A good, a good point. And uh, Dan, I mean, I don't always use. That. Sometimes I use it, the, you know, I say the, you know, the, the money to elite, the, you know, the powers that be. The, yeah. I mean, there are people that, that deliberately don't want to have their, don't want any awareness of them. Right, well, I well mean, the people that, that like their power and they want to increase their power, you know, people, I mean, because, you know, the politicians. don't have mar- monarchies anymore, you know, and, and that's not accepted by the people in general. And, and basically what these people are are the kings and queens of the, of the world, you know. That's true. I mean, Dan, thanks so, for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It's nice to talk to somebody who's using that terminology that doesn't get all bent out of shape when we reject it out of hand. Uh, so Dan is certainly one of the more reasonable advocates of, of that concept. I think that that it's, again, it oversimplifies. I think if you want to talk about what the people that are in positions of power are doing, you should name them for who they are. If you're talking about politicians, talk about politicians and the bad things they're doing. If you're talking about the central bankers, talk about the central bankers and why it is that what they're doing is bad. But to label it as this grand overarching conspiracy plot, smoky rooms, evil men plotting... And that they're all somehow tied in together, it, it, it just goes too far into the, the realm of conspiracy. And um, most people find that, uh, you know, that they turn it off because they don't have any control over it. Well, uh, when, I, when I hear the term New World Order, I, I think of a new international order, the way the most literal foundation of the word, a New World Order, was after World War II and on up until the 90s, we were talking about New World Orders. When, when the Soviet Union collapsed, George Bush talked about a New World Order. Mm-hmm. It's just a new state of affairs in the world. I don't think it refers to any particular group the way it's used now. 1-800-259-9231. The Huckabee situation, not sure what that's all about, but Mark's going to fill us in, and we'll hear from you about whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, FreeTalkLive.com. Features for free... 
Uh, and by the way, those include the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts for you to surf around through serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals, fire retardants, especially in the new ones. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. 1-800-259-9231. All right, Mark, you've been holding on to this uh, throughout the whole show, and uh, you said it's good, so let's do it. The Huckabee thing. What's this about? Well, let me pull it up here. I'm sorry. Way to be prepared. Well, I, you, you didn't, I didn't know you were going to spring it on me. I've, I've had it and been waiting and waiting. All right. The United States Constitution... Oh, excuse me. This is from uh, David Edwards and uh, Muriel Kane. But um, it was actually from uh, the Morning Joe with uh, Joe Scarborough Scarborough on MSNBC. The United States uh, Constitution never uses the word God or makes mention of any religion, drawing its sole authority from we the people. However, Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee thinks it's time to put an end to that. Hmm. I have opponents in this race who do not want to change the Constitution. I assume he's talking about Ron Paul. I don't know. Constitution and Ron Paul seem to go together. Huckabee told a Michigan audience... I think Ron Paul, I mean, if given the opportunity, would do a few things to the Constitution. Yeah, but who who wants to get in that situation where you have a constitutional convention going on? Right. Um, he, he told a Michigan audience on Monday, but I believe it's a lot easier to change the Constitution than it would be to change the word of the living God, and that's what we need to do, to amend the Constitution so it's in God's standards rather than try to change God's standards so that it lines up with some contemporary view. Hmm. Is that some disturbing crap? Well, I, I would like to hear his proposal. I mean, that, that sounds disturbing because he's a religious guy. That's disturbing to me. Just the fact that I mean that he wants well, to wield his, track his religion record is over big others. Government every time, every yeah. issue. Um, he wants to uh, bring in uh, socialized medicine of some sort, universal health care of like, some sort or another. There's nothing wrong with believing in God or being religious. It's when you want to enforce your religion on others, and that's what he's talking right. about doing, and, right? And he is uh, so presumptuous to assume that he, in fact, knows what God's standards are. God talks to him, doesn't he? Um, doesn't the Jesus come and visit him in the middle of the night? And only assuming he's in his insane. Ear? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, no. Insane as the Pope. No, no, no Christian. I, the Pope doesn't claim to talk to God. Yes, well, he does. He is God's living representative on earth. And yes, well, the it's dogma a, it's a is. a titular thing. The, he, he, he literally speaks to God in terms of dogma. He is he communicates the with the Lord and whatever. I mean, they've kind of moved away from papal infallibility, but the idea is that he is the vicar of Christ and. And he knows that that's I understand um, the, the the title and where it comes from, but I think that all good Christians understand that God does not uh, you know come in in some uh, corpular voice and speak to you. How do you know that? What? Well, how do you know what the, all good Christians believe? Um, because the ones that believe otherwise, I don't believe they're good Christians. I think they're a little nutty. Okay, I'm sure they think that their uh, their preacher who claims to speak to God is the is actually speaking to God and. That you're nutty for not believing it. Okay. That's all. I'm just saying. While Willie Geist reported Huckabee's opinion on MSNBC's Morning Joe, co-host uh, Micah Brzezinski was almost speechless. And even Joe Scarborough couldn't immediately find any much to say beyond interesting. Scarborough finally suggested that while he believes evangelicals should be able to talk politics, some might find that um, statement very troubling, that we're going to change the Constitution to be in line with the Bible. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, did he, did he explicate this at all? Did he? That's it. That was it. 
Well, it, it's it's showing I the inner workings of his. Wants. I understand what you want to know, but no politician's going to tell you He's that. He's not going to outline. Absolutely, that. if he but came out he... with the outline of what God wants to do to the Constitution, he'd be <laughs> out of the race, and he should be out of the race after a statement like this. In the same way that uh, McCain should be out of the race after saying, "I don't care if we're in Iraq for another hundred years." I mean, yeah, these people, people are, are power-hungry nutjobs. Yeah, and the people out there that like what they're saying are eating it up. So I would think that the evangelical community would get all flustered if he would actually come out and, and reveal one of his plans, one of his proposals as far as amending the Constitution. Uh, it would probably galvanize his support behind him. Well, um, let me go on with the last uh, sentence here. Geist further noted of Huckabee, um, of Huckabee that if someone without his charm had said that, he'd be dismissed as a crackpot. But he's Mike Huckabee, and he's basically the frontrunner. No, he's, he may very well be a frontrunner, but he's still a crackpot. How's he doing tonight in Michigan, Nick? You've got some of the numbers there. Michigan. <laughs> These had their are, primary I have today. some very, very prelim, preliminary numbers with less than 1% reporting. Huckabee is in third place with 12%, and for those who care, Romney's winning by quite a bit. Mm. Paul you haven't refreshed because I've got uh, 1% and Huckabee's oh. at 15%. Oh. 1% reporting, Huckabee at 15%. Okay. Ron Paul okay. at 5%. So he's uh, 5%. not number one in Michigan. No, McCain, no. Uh, McCain is currently. I thought it was Romney. But whatever. Who cares? We'll find out tomorrow for sure what the results are of the Michigan primary and how Ron Paul... I don't Paul see Romney on my list. Oh, he's at 39, excuse me. And uh, how Ron Paul has done. 800-259-9231 is the number for you if you want to comment on this. Uh, I was hoping to have some detail. I was hoping to, uh, with a, to for him to put a proposal on the table, you know, mandating Bible, the Bible in school. Let's think about what they might be. What do, what do people like Huckabee and the, the evangelical people want to have done at the federal level for religion. Likely prayer in schools. Prayer in schools has got to be one of them. Um, definitely outlaw homosexual marriage and maybe homosexual behavior. A federal, federal ban on that, yeah. Well, likely um, crack down on the drugs. Sanctifying um, marriage for, uh, between a man and a woman is where, where they're going to go. With. The drugs are actually on a pretty sketchy biblical basis you're supposed to respect your own body but they but still by and large these are the um these are the respectables out there the people that that are in churches and they say drugs are bad well that evangelicals do say that and i understand that i'm i'm saying from scripture there's very little to base it on it's just a mm-hmm. cultural thing that evangelicals are very they're socially conservative to the point that even if the bible doesn't say it they like to think that it does right so, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, no more polygamy, obviously, that's a no-no. But uh, polygamy's in the Bible. Yeah. See, this is where, this is where it all, polygamy's where it all falls apart for the religious and those that <laughs> believe that the Bible is the word of, the unerring word of God. And, and the God el- is forever, for, uh, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right, the evangelicals well, if it was take okay it for me to marry, a, um, you know, nine women back in Abraham's time, it's okay now, darn it. How do they handle that objection, Mark? Have you ever brought that up? I mean, because they believe the Bible word for word. These evangelicals do. They are biblical literalists for the most part. I've got and, better questions for them, honestly. But but how would they handle that one? I don't know. Hmm. Was it Old Testament or something to where they can say, well, New Testament uh, the rules are different? Well, they, they didn't mention any um, polygamous marriages in the New Testament that I can think of offhand. Hmm. Um, there aren't very many. Most of the rules that we think of, religious codes coming out of the Bible, are from the Old Testament. I mean, the, the homosexuality things mm-hmm. out of the Old Testament. Pre- pretty much everything we think about comes out of... Um, they say no tattoos in the Bible. They, yeah, they do. But I've seen Christians with tattoos. Doesn't that mean they're going to hell? Um, I know, I know, very religious Jews still follow that. So the Old Testament, I mean, it's, well, they should. <laughs> it's it's their book. It is their book. But the, but the question I've always had is, um, 
it, it seems like fundamentalist Christians look to certain parts of the Old Testament, and but doesn't the word of Jesus overturn all that? I mean, it, it, the Old Testament is a, is a terribly violent and repressive code. I mean, it's, it's an awful system. It's, I mean, it's worse when we talk about Sharia law. I'd almost rather live under Sharia than some of what I read in the Old Testament. Well, we know that the religious types uh, like to hunt and peck for what it is that they want out of the Bible, and they'll conveniently ignore the, the things that they well, aren't that, interested but, in. But that doesn't mean they're not interested in the parts that some of us find abhorrent. I mean, certain literalists um, really do believe that homosexuals and adulterers should be taken out and killed. Now, That's what's even, called for. Well, now, and, and they believe that women should not go outside of the house without their heads covered. That's why the Amish women wear those head coverings that you see, right? those little coffee filters and um, mm-hmm. different things depending on their sect. So, now, the evangelicals, would they... How do they feel about drinking? Would uh, they, no drinking. Right, so they'd bring back As a matter of fact, they will um, likely uh, tell you that Jesus didn't drink wine and that the water turned to wine was actually grape juice. Now, mm. I can refute that, too, but... Yeah. So yeah. they'd bring back alcohol well, prohibition. We, if they would. we have to be careful, because not all evangelicals no, believe no. exactly the same thing. I just think Huckabee's appealing to some of the most radical fundamentalists that are out there with statements like this. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, what do you think would be proposed if this man got his way and could wave his little magic wand and change the Constitution? What would he try to do? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you like toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line to control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. That's the place to go. The features we give away, unlike those other radio uh, talk show hosts that want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month to use their website. Ours is free, and we've got all the stuff they charge you for. We give it away. Freetalklive.com. You like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should go shopping with us at the Free Talk Live store. You can buy all, uh, buy all kinds of great merchandise. And our store manager, Johnson, called in last hour to announce a special sale, limited time offer, uh, if you go to the Free Talk Live store at store.freetalklive.com and spend 70, at least $75, including uh, the shipping charges if you're in uh, the 48 contiguous, uh, if you spend at least $75, you'll get a free copy of Barry Cooper's excellent DVD, Never Get Busted. So that's a $20 value. Johnson will throw it in free if you're the next 10 orders over 75 bucks at store.freetalklive.com. We go to the phone calls to talk to Brian in Colorado, a man who had a chance to spend some time, uh, some quality time with Barry Cooper. Brian, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yeah. We had a great time at the Liberty uh, uh, the con- uh, conference there, Liberty Forum, with uh, uh, Mr. Cooper and, and my son, Cooper. Yes. Indeed, uh, and and, uh, and and Barry's wife, uh, the lovely Candy, she was quite a hoot. Absolutely, quite a, an interesting couple. So, what were you calling about tonight? Well, you know, I'm I'm uh, traveling here. I'm, I'm actually back in Tulsa, where I got arrested and uh, spent some time in a hospital here a few mm-hmm. months ago. But uh, I'm back here. But on my way back, I spent the weekends back at home in, in Colorado, and uh, I've ha- I have a tube of toothpaste that I've carried with me for. I don't know how long does the tube of toothpaste take you to to go through. You know when you're when you're using it 25 percent of the time on the road. Man, it could, could be months. Yeah, months. This is a big tube of toothpaste. You know, a normal tube of toothpaste. Uh-oh. And I've gone through dozens of of uh, you know TSA government uh, show us your papers checkpoints. Yeah, no problem. But on Friday, 
as I was leaving Tulsa and going back, this very nice uh, TSA woman said, we need to check your bag. And, oh, this isn't, this isn't legal. You can't have this. You know, you can't have more than three ounces. And I said, well, look, it, it's almost empty. You know, I mean, it was right up to, to the end. There was like a half an ounce left. Right. Oh, but that doesn't matter. Right. It's the they, size of the container that matters it, to them. Right. <laughs> and so well, what the whole idea of this is that I'm going to mix some kind of a bomb using this stuff, and right. I need the whole tube of it. Right. You know? And she said, well, you can have a three point, you know, two, three ounce. I mean, she listed some odd shape, odd size, which I guess must, you know, map to some kind of metric thing or something. No, you're giving them credit. Um, yeah. and, and they don't deserve it. Um, I believe that she's too. wrong. I believe it's three ounces, uh, but you know she, there are tubes of toothpaste out there that are like three point two. Yeah, exactly. I, she she said that number. Yeah, right. Okay, I was giving her too much credit. But yeah, it's, it's like she pulled a number out of her butt or something. And and I said, uh, and she you know smiling the whole way, just totally smiling. You know, I guess she took a you know customer service course or something that says you have to smile. Nothing yeah. else. You don't have to be re- responsible or anything. You just have to smile, and that's good enough. Now my, um, my well, I'd rather have my bureaucrats smiling than surly. I had a girl that I uh, uh, used to date, and she said that it was one of her favorite things to be a, um, you know, she was a bureaucrat, and to, to stand there in front of a customer and tell the, or, you know, not a customer, but a, a citizen, I guess, um, somebody that was on the other side of the counter wanting something victim, from... Victim, a victim. A victim, <laughs> wanting something from her, and telling her, nope, sorry, can't do that, you know, and smiled big that she just got, you know, she just got this charge out of it. Well, that, that's exactly how I felt. She was smiling and thinking, okay, I'm going to get away with this, you know, because I've been carrying this thing through dozens and dozens of checkpoints. Right. And she's going to give it back to me. But she smiled and she turned around and threw it in the trash and she said, you're on your way now, citizen. <laughs> but she was smiling the whole way. Did she call you citizen? No, no she didn't of course not. Okay. I, I, that's what I heard. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, I find this interesting because if indeed this is such a dangerous situation to allow someone on an airplane with a full-size tube of toothpaste, it's clear that these people are not doing their jobs. I mean, that you've gotten away with smuggling this toothpaste onto the airplane uh, fl- flight after flight, and only now I mean, did they if, catch she re- it. if she's really concerned about safety, she shouldn't be throwing away the toothpaste. She should be trying to find out the names of the TSA agents, who botched the, the it badge up. numbers, you know, who, where they worked, some kind of information so she can track down these, yeah. um, you know, the, these, no these sluggards and, uh, and, and get them fired because they are, in fact, letting lethal things like tubes <laughs> of toothpaste on airplanes. It, 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 it's out of control. Right, exactly. I mean, well, I didn't say that I've been carrying this toothpaste around for a while because I was afraid if I did that, she'd say, oh, you know, admission of a crime, and you know, she'd call on her supervisor or something like that. I didn't, yeah, I maybe just, you'd you end know, up I, with... I smiled, too. Maybe uh, maybe if you did that, you'd end up with one of those, what is it, they send you the uh, the little invoice that yeah, they, they send they you? Yeah, they send fines. Yeah, they, they send yeah, fines out to people. We have a, we actually haven't heard about one of those stories recently, but they, they were doing it as of the last time we checked. Uh, they would send out a fine because you violated their administrative rules, and of course there was no way to, to actually really contest the fine in any way, or you could contest it to the TSA, and uh, you know how, how far that's going to get you. Uh, so I, I'll be surprised if you don't get one of these fines, Brian. So you just kind of smile and go through, you know. I mean, they—I don't know if they knew who I was. I mean, they asked for your boarding pass ten times. You know, the guy ten feet ago asked me for this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I actually showed my um, instead of a, a driver's license this time, I showed a, uh, a concealed weapons permit. Hmm. 
as my official, you know, government, uh, you know, uh, issued thing. Yeah. And, and, and the woman kind of, you know, she lowers her voice and she gets really close to me and she says, you're not carrying today, are you? <laughs> and I said, well, no, I don't think that would be okay. <laughs> Probably not. Very good, yeah. Brian. Anything else on your mind? Well, yeah, I mean, when I came back, I went over the weekend and I got a new tube of toothpaste and I put that in my, in my you know, briefcase or my suitcase, just like before, carried it through, not a problem. Wait, did you get a full-size tube? A full-size? You are a, you are a daring lawbreaker. Yes, I am a, I'm a menace to society. <laughs> so you got away with it then, and so you still, you still are in possession of the new full-size tube. It went right through, and I'll be in possession for another year until it gets down to a half an ounce, and they bust me again. Yeah, maybe you should uh, maybe you should keep track of the number of flights that you successfully take without them actually catching the uh, the new tube. Yeah, what? Show it to them. I, I, I've been through 350 flights, and they send me a bill for 350 times whatever their billing is. <laughs> Very good, Brian. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. Quick story here. Uh, since we're talking travel, Manuel Laura at the Mises blog writes, when entrepreneurs and business owners and managers face difficulties in the marketplace, it's rare for them to throw in the towel, blame the customer, and increase prices and hope the problem goes away. Well, if they do, they're going out of business. Some some do. Yep. <laughs> A business that does not live up to the expectations of the customer becomes marginalized and, on the long run, goes out of business. Because a business must survive on free exchange, it has to continually overcome the challenge of providing goods and services. Some ways to do that, for example, include continually investing in newer and better technology or finding alternate production processes. The state, however, does the exact opposite of what the market would usually do. It resorts to rationing and often deliberately increases prices to try to lower the demand for a good or service that it is offering. Road socialism is no different. Get this. The National Surface Transportation Policy and Revenue Study Commission <laughs> is proposing the federal government should raise gas taxes by 40 cents per gallon. The purpose? To use the additional revenue to improve highways and bridges, but also to ease congestion? Citing the recent bridge collapse tragedy in Minneapolis, the report refers to government infrastructure as no longer acceptable. Yet because the state has displaced and replaced road entrepreneurs and finances everything through taxation, consumers are unable to express their preference. Interestingly enough, the report recognizes that demand is very high, or maybe too high. It wants to reduce demand, but that the consequences, or rather the conditions, of the roads and bridges are no longer acceptable. This is the typical consequence of state intervention, for otherwise, how is it possible to have a situation where a good or service offered is of very poor quality and at the same time in high demand? Thus, the bureaucratic solution is never to deregulate or to privatize or demonopolize, but to create other interventions, such as higher gas taxes in this case. What an amazing story. The roads suck. The government's admitting the roads suck, and their solution is to jack the taxes up so people can't afford to drive on them anymore. Of course it is. They, you know, taxes and government solutions are the most uninventive, uh, lazy way to solve problems. I mean, if you leave the problem alone, I swear the market will figure something out, whether it's mass transportation flying cars, whatever it is, somebody, and, and, you know, you have to free away the government strictures in this area, somebody will come up with some way to get people to work. Do you think they'll get away with it if they raise the national gas tax 40 cents a gallon? 
how will they do that? They're not going to do it all at once, right? They'll probably they'll probably bring it in over time. You know, five cents here, it's already five cents 50 there. Fifty cents a gallon in most pla- on average. I understand that, but if it goes up forty cents overnight, the uh, people are going to freak out about that. So they have to take it. Be I would think they'd have to be very yeah, careful. Gas would about actually this. cause some kind of riot. Yeah, more on the way. You can take it, but they're going to do it. I mean, they're, they're, it's it's on the table, and they want that money. More on the way. Hour three's coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, we're going right into your phone calls. We'll talk to Landon in Utah on the amp line. Hello, Landon. Hi, and Hi, Mark. Hey, Nick's here, too. What's on your mind? I uh, know last, uh, last hour you were talking with Brian about the TSA. So That's right, and they're uh, just asinine rules uh, and how they are just, it's just security theater. It's more for show than anything else, symbolism. Uh, it's just, it's inconveniencing us, and it's doing nothing to actually provide real security. Well, I wanted to comment uh, also the about the ineffect, uh, how ineffective they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on a trip to Amsterdam last March, and... Not to my knowledge, but I ended up bringing back some of the illicit substances back. Whoa. I ended up getting back through customs, and they never caught it. So what did you bring back? Illicit it was substance. a little bit of marijuana and a little baggie. A little bit of what? Marijuana and a baggie. Marijuana. Oh, okay. And how, where'd, you, where'd you shove it? Well, I actually, the night before, of course, it was my last night in Amsterdam, so I thought I'd imbibe of the little green flower as much as I could. Mm-hmm. So... And then I went through my bags because I had a, you know, in Amsterdam you buy a lot of pot and you just kind of, so I was trying to get rid of it. And I went through my luggage, but I ended up stuck in a shirt pocket. They never stopped me at customs. They didn't do anything. No police dogs. So, it was, you know, they're really ineffective. It's definitely a theater act. So, so they, they, they never saw it, right? They never saw it, no, but, you know. It was in your checked bag, not your carry-on? Uh, it was in my checked bag, but when you go through customs, you have to go through the security, customs and border patrol. So. so were you there when they looked at your bags? Could you see them looking yes, at them? Yes, I was. And they just glanced in there, and, I mean, did they do any sort of cursory examination? No, they just pretty much opened it up, you know, put their hands in it a little bit, but they didn't, you know, they, there, there could have been a number of things in there they could have missed, of course. Right, that know. would be a cursory examination where they just look yeah. look quickly, Move an article, article or two of clothing around, and zip it back up, and and move on. Well, that's good. I mean, you're you're fortunate that they didn't single you out as suspicious, because I imagine they could have given you a whole lot more attention if they had wanted to. Uh, but wow, was the weed really that good that you were willing to take that risk? No, you don't understand. I didn't actually mean to. So. He, it was a mistake. Oh, it was a mistake. I'm sorry, I missed that point. Yes, it was a mistake. So. But gotcha. I, I, to my surprise, when I landed in Salt Lake City, I found it in my bag, and you could just imagine how scared I was, but I also laughed at the fact that I actually got it through. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah well, it's, it was a laughing matter once you had gotten through. <laughs> of course. Very good, Landon. Anything else in your mind tonight? 
no, that's it. Thanks for the story, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Carl in Montreal. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hey, I had some comments about Huckabee. Um, well, there was an article recently in the Montreal Gazette here um, by a bunch of scientists saying that we don't need another uh, person, one of these uh, Protestant dispensationalists who supports these wars in the Middle East. We don't need another Huck, uh, Bush in the White House. And they were saying that we should have somebody who believes in evolution. And I know what yeah, – I just heard this comment, what you were talking about, Huckabee – you know, and some of these Christians who believe that Jesus turned water into grape juice, which the Bible does not say. The Bible says um, don't practice drunkenness. It doesn't say not to drink. And there's a difference between drinking and, you know, being a drunkard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a lot of people, you know, have this misconception, this Christianity, their view of Christianity, which is promoted as the only correct view and then if you don't accept the pushed or the dominant view, then you're a heretic or you're a sect or you're a cult or, you know, these derogatory uh, views of people who don't accept the Bible according to the, those in power and how they push it, push it. And, you know, and I don't agree with Mike Huckabee and, you know, this, you know, and how they try to push this uh, only one view of the Bible. And if anyone doesn't go along with it, they're basically an outcast, you know. Yeah, can you imagine what kind of laws this guy would push for if he were uh, actually in office in as the president? I mean, he could, imagine what he'll do to the Muslims. I mean, we we've actually hypothesized that there might be some sort of roundup in the future, uh, and he seems like just the kind of candidate who would who would engage in behavior like that. Yeah, and I um. I, I don't know if you ever heard of Tex Mars. I don't exactly agree with his views. Yeah, he's a crackpot conspiracy loon. <laughs> yeah, but I do believe that, you know, like if you ever read the book The Two Babylons, you know, and the apostate church. If it's his book, church, no, I haven't. <laughs> but it talks about this false, you know, apostate church and how the, the – um, and also the three world wars. And the um, there's another book that talks about this and how they will – orchestrate the destruction of religion and how religion is being viewed as a threat to world peace by many. Wait, are you saying that, that, that Huckabee is destroying religion? Well, I don't know if he's just playing along, you know, with uh, other people, you know, and trying to bring about some a great, you know, plan and, you know, end plan. I don't know. Well, we know the evangelicals is... want the, the, the end times to come, and they, yeah. uh, many of them believe that they can hasten the end times by Supporting stirring Israel. up the Middle East. Yeah. yeah, like Bush talking about, you know, having peace between the Jews and the Palestinians, which many churches even teach will happen in the end times, and bring this about by putting themselves into power and into the White House and where they can bring about the end times or their interpretation of, of the course, end times. Of course, Bill Clinton wanted peace between the Palestinians and the Jews, too. And I don't—I I never got the impression that he was a, uh, you know, uh, some kind of a weird apostate evangelical, Good right? point. Carl, thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. But, but beside that, Mark, I mean, the, the fact is that many of these evangelicals, they do want to see the end times happen in their lifetime, and they're willing to uh, put other people's lives on the line in the form of the men and women of the U.S. military in order to try to hasten well, them along. There's also a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you if you if you if you have leaders in positions of power who believe that who are pushing for Mideast peace and then believe that when Mideast peace happens, then there's going to be some antichrist that emerges that we're going to have to battle in the Middle East. I, I I'm worried about about some of these people. Um, George Bush included, because they believe that, but they're creating their own scenario. I mean, they're uniquely in a position where, through foreign policy and through wars, they can 
kind of convince themselves that what they're going through in the Middle East is the end of days. Yeah, exactly. 1-800-259-9231, that's the toll-free number. There's there's little difference between the... the evangelicals' goals and what seem to be the other um, politicians' goals. If you look at the differences in the presidencies, uh, presidencies of uh, Bill Clinton and uh, George Bush, I don't see much difference on foreign policy. I know that uh, there's people out there that sure. will howl that there were huge differences, but as far as I'm concerned, they both prosecuted a war that we didn't they belong into. They both bombed into. Iraq. Yeah. You know, just, well, all three of them. But, but the difference is that one of them... If if somebody believes and wants the end times to happen, what they're pushing for is the end of human existence on the planet. I mean, they want the end of yeah. the end of the world is what they're hoping for, and right. that disturbs me that we have somebody sitting on the button who's can't wait for the end of the world <laughs> to come around. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Uh, while they both, while people in search of power certainly want to aggregate as much of it to themselves as they possibly can, and that's what most politicians are about, having someone who's in search of power for the purposes of bringing the end times about might even be a little bit worse. Uh, let's continue with your calls and talk to Kevin in Moorhead. I don't know where that is. Moorhead, North Carolina? Kevin, Moorhead, you're on free talk. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep, okay. we're about three hours from the... Canuck border. So what's on your mind tonight? Um, actually, I uh, wanted to tell Mark I took a little offense yesterday when uh, you guys were talking about licensures and ridiculous licensures. Okay. Um, I am a veteran that is in a wheelchair with Gulf War illness, and mm-hmm. I am of Native American heritage. And when you guys brought up about rainmakers, Mark made this... Uh, joking, somewhat mocking of the rain dance. I believe Ian actually made the me. mocking of the rain dance, but oh. I'd have to say that I don't think that, uh, that 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 anything that's done by anyone can make it rain well, from the ground, really. Now, as, as a Native American, I have personally and wholeheartedly, honestly, have seen rain stop because of what they could talk about rain songs and the air force in 98 said that by 2007 that they would control the rain all right i want to get into this with you hang on dude 800-259-9231 you're claiming that people can control the weather by singing would love to hear more on this one this is your show and dancing and they dance too right uh more on the way this is free talk live 800-259-9231 This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy them. And uh, they include, by the way, the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to FTLdiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's FTLdiscount.com. All right, let's go back uh, to the phones here. Kevin in Moorhead is on the line with us. Now, Kevin, you uh, you say you are of Native Indian descent, American well, Indian Native descent. Native American, yes. Native American descent. 
And hey, I'm native to America too. You were offended. <laughs> you were offended last night when I made a little bit of fun of the idea of rainmakers. Right. And uh, and I and I, I will stand by my position on this. I think the idea is silly, but you claim to have seen it in action. What was your story there? Um, my story was actually I was presented with a song. Presented with was, a song? Yes. What does and that mean? It, you were presented with it. Uh, I was given from a other Native American a song because I was going on a venture in my wheelchair and uh, the, the well first of all let me let me definitely clear out that as a native american from my teachings that we understood that in order to call rain or to make rain go go away that you are actually stepping in the cycle of natural occurrence because if you call rain towards you, you are taking it from somewhere. And if you call rain away, you are taking it from somewhere. And under circumstances, it is allowed. So in, in my particular... So like if the crops need watering, you can bring, bring exactly, rain Exactly. Okay. Why and were you presented with a song, and how does that work being presented with a, uh, a rain, rain dance song? Well, because uh, a friend of mine who was of the same tribe uh, told me of this song, and I went, and actually this was documented in a newspaper, too, in the Star Tribune, but uh, when I went on my journey in my wheelchair prior to doing my journey, I was told to use this song because it was predicted of rain, and there was a witnesses at the beginning of this journey in my chair, the clouds literally parted to the north and to the south, and we had clear days the entire day when it was supposed to rain that day. So you're saying the they gave you this song because you were going to be uh, literally traveling outdoors on your wheelchair in order to have it not rain on you? Right. And that's a legitimate reason to to take the rain away from someone else is because you're going to be out in a wheelchair riding around? Well, okay, if we, we can go even deeper into this. Um, Please, I have, go as deep as you want. <laughs> this okay. is fascinating. I have, I have Gulf War illness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I was involved with Joyce Riley. And, uh, Whoever that is. Go ahead. Well, she's with the American Gulf War Veterans Association. Okay. And uh, I rode my wheelchair 271 miles from Moorhead, Minnesota, mm-hmm. along Highway 10 to the capital of Minnesota in St. Paul for Gulf War awareness. That's great. Now, you're saying the entire trip you had no rain? The entire trip when I was on the road, I did not get dropped on once. So you didn't leave the house if it was raining? No. No, I I got up every morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. I see. Got in my wheelchair, rolled. Well, some nights I was in my wheelchair till like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It took me 11 days to go 271 miles, <clears throat> and then at the ending, uh, Jesse Ventura, Paul Wellstone, and uh, Mark Dayton were all supposed to meet me, and ironically, they were all called to Washington the day I arrived at the Capitol, mm. but that's besides the point. Um, but there's 
so many things that people, because I guess I would be considered a heathen because I, I, I call myself a practicing Native American, that I was raised Lutheran and I, and I thought that was very hypocritical. And so I got involved with my Native American heritage. So what is, how does it happen when you're presented with this rain song? It, does somebody get out in uh, traditional American Indian regala and shake around and, and do a dance? Or do they put it on like a CD player? How does that work? What's the it presentation was, like? It was a song that I was given, and I, I'm a drum carrier, and I also am a pipe carrier. And... Uh, when I did, Ian's a pipe carrier I was gonna, too. Ah, you beat me to it. I was going <laughs> to um, say I've been known to carry one from time to time this myself. Is, this is the other ignorance, because yes, I understand other people have pipes and they do what they want, but under any circumstances whatsoever, Native Americans do not smoke cannabis in their pipes. But they do smoke salvia, right? Or is that just the Mexican uh, Mexican Indians? Um, actually, that I, I don't know of. Um, I am Anishinaabe, which is northern, like the northern I believe woodland. you, man. I, I, we're taking your word for that. Now, I still don't understand. When you say you were presented with the song, what does that mean? Does that mean someone else performed the, the song in front of you? Well, does... no, they, they gave it to me. They actually um, wrote down the words for me because I, my, my Anishinaabe moda is Bungietago which means very little do I speak our natural language. And so he had to actually write out the vocal bowls. So you me. are supposed to, so they gave you the words and you had to sing it? Right. Okay. And then so then dancing is not an important part, because I always thought there was a rain dance, but right. that's not actually important. Is that more mythological than anything else? Not, not that I know of, because I'm in a wheelchair. Right, so you I can't do much dance dancing. If I wanted to. Right. Well, and which I do want to, but of course I can't. Yeah. But the the Native Americans, and, and this is so funny, is every myth is based on some type of truth. And the whole myth of the Native Americans and the rain dance, that is because Native Americans actually do this stuff so what would it what would it mean if uh if you were to to sing this song this rain song and you're singing it for the purposes of clearing the way to make sure there will not be any rain uh what would happen if it actually rained what would that tell you does that mean the gods are angry uh is there more than one god in the american indian uh, religion well there's there's one supreme deity Mm -hmm. i think you would call it Um, now is he in charge of the rain um, that I, I guess I wouldn't know. He would probably, and I hate saying he, cause it could be a she. So when you're singing the song, you aren't addressing it to one particular yeah. entity. You're just throwing it out there to uh, the universe, basically. Well, in, in the song, we, uh, address the Benese and Benese is the Thunderbird. Because the so what would it mean? I'm short on time, my friend. But what would it mean if the uh, the rain came anyway after you sang the song? If it meant to me, it meant it wasn't supposed to be, and everything is supposed to be how it's supposed to be. So really, the rain song really wouldn't uh, have any effect if everything's supposed to be how it's supposed to be. Well, that that I will never know. But yeah. I do know that it didn't rain for that entire trip. How fortunate for you, sir, and uh, congratulations on your trip. That sounds like an interesting story on its own. Thanks for the call, dude, tonight. You 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. 
One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and they include the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. That's W-I-K-I. .freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November 14th, and all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org and sign up for their updates. Register for the lawsuit as well. Don't let the government steal your money and uh, destroy the Liberty Dollar. Go to libertydollar.org. Since we're talking about religion, and uh, we, uh, we had Kevin on the line who claimed to be Hey, there's our music. Uh, we had Kevin on the line who claimed to be a uh, American Indian. I had no reason to to disbelieve him on that. Uh, but he was taking the position that one could sing a song and have that affect the weather. And I just and then at the end of his call, he admitted that uh, we can't really affect anything. So it's kind of weird. Well, and, that uh, whatever the the gods want, the gods get, kind of thing. Right. So I guess the the purpose of the song is to attempt to influence. The gods? Is that the idea? Uh, I, I, well, uh, yeah, I would say that's just, pr- likely. To sway their whims in your favor? Uh, well, and really, you know, it's just as absurd a claim as any other religious religious belief. Yeah, that's that's where I would go with it, is that religious claims uh, can't be substantiated, and I think that most of them are sort of nutty, but I've got some religious beliefs, and people likely think mine are nutty, too. So what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, keep them to yourself. Uh, talk about them if you're asked to share, and that's what we were doing with Kevin. But right. just I don't mean, enforce them on me. Well, don't can't... force me to to believe as you do or to accept your values. Right. Yet. I don't think that he has any intention of doing that. Um, no. And, and you know, he. Oh, I didn't think I was. He called in to educate people. No, I was just talking about religion in general and right. uh, when it's if, okay and when it's not. Largely, you don't have to worry about. Uh, there, there's only two religions in the world that we have to worry about people um, enforcing their opinions on others, um, and that's the Christians and the Muslims. Oh, I thought you were going to say those who worship the state. Okay. They want to force their way on us, too. I don't know that that would be uh, classified, in, in fact, as a religion, yeah, but you true. can call it that if you'd like. Well, Zoe emails in, or Zooey, maybe Zooey. Anyway, the question here in the subject is religion and libertarianism, so appropriate time for this email. Uh, he or she says, how much of a conflict is there between religion and libertarianism? I'm very much in favor of freedom, and so I find myself attracted to libertarian ideas. However, it seems that a lot of proponents of a freedom agenda are also atheists, and occasionally I'll hear something that strikes me as anti-religious. I don't begrudge anyone their beliefs or lack thereof, but since I am religious, I can't attach myself to a movement that is anti-religious in nature. Is there an anti-religious element that's central to libertarian thought? I suspect the answer is no, but I'd like to hear it from an authority on the subject. And <laughs> there Zoe, we, here we are. Yeah, authorities this, on libertarianism. Right. Now, we're not authorities on anything. We uh, we are authorities on our own opinions, and that's about it. But um, we are all libertarians in this room. Yes. And uh, to that end, I would like to go around the panel here, starting with Nick. Is there an anti-religious element in uh, your opinion at all to uh, that is central to libertarian thought? No. 
Mark? Uh, uh, I would say there's an anti-religious contingent within the uh, libertarian... Of, of individuals. Right. But that wasn't the question. That it, it isn't the it's question. Central, I'm only giving, uh, you know, I'm only expounding a little bit. The short answer, like Nick's, is no. I am in agreement. Uh, the concept behind liberty and libertarianism is a simple one. It has nothing to do with one's uh, belief system in regards to religion or what deity or deities you worship or what new age, whatever it is you're into. Uh, liberty. I personally just, am a Zoroastrian. Liberty and libertarianism is just a simple principle that you live your life by, that most people live their lives by without even knowing that they're libertarians, for instance, and that is that you don't initiate force on people. That's it. That's all. There's nothing particularly religious or a-religious about that. It's just... Very moral. I would say so, yes. Uh, so it has nothing to do with religion. And I agree with you, Mark, that there are definitely sects of libertarians uh, that are certainly against religion in the same way they're against the state, and I can understand those people, and I, I absolutely empathize with them, in that if you believe in the government, because it's always been there, because your parents believed that government was good, because your parents uh, indoctrinated you in that way, I see a lot of parallels between people's belief in a government and people's belief in a uh, some sort of monotheistic or polytheistic deity. Uh, so I can certainly see some parallels there, but there's no direct link there's no religious aspect to libertarianism. It's it's laissez-faire. Uh, it's leave other people alone, they'll leave you alone. That's the idea. Yeah, I, yeah that, that's what it means. Now, Nick, are you a religious guy? No, not at all. I'm an atheist. Okay. But I really don't. I really don't care what religion anyone ha- or does. Oh, you're what not the kind of atheist. Does or doesn't practice. You're not the kind of atheist like Ian that every time somebody brings up religion, you go, "I'm an atheist." The only. <laughs> The only reason I don't bring it up, I'd be more likely to bring it up in personal conversation. The only reason I don't bring it up on air is because I think some people make the correlation that there there are atheists and a-religious people in the libertarian movement, and I would say there's a disproportionately large number of those people compared to the it's rest. It's a logical of it. movement, right? It's it's a logical. Are you reason. suggesting it's illogical to be religious? Um, I, yeah, to some extent, you have to. It, you know, it, it defies logic. Faith. I'm not faith saying faith defies logic, but I am saying that people that believe in evolution have a faith too. I don't believe in either. It's illogical. I understand. Right. You you take the easy road and say I don't know, and damn it, you don't know either. I don't know, and I don't care is also what I say. Right, and but, I'm belligerent. But but we should. <laughs> we should po- <laughs> it should be pointed out that I I would guess a majority of libertarians. Have a, a religious preference. I haven't looked at any. I don't know if any polls oh, have ever been yeah, done. I don't know if you, it, it likely um, it, they do, just simply by the the numbers of people that have that religious are religious. Preference. And yeah. I've, I've met some pretty fiercely religious. I mean, we were talking about evangelicals earlier, and we were making the generalization that a lot of the evangelical voters um, push to to force their view of the world on everyone else. Yeah. But I know some people who I might call evangelical in the Free State Project. And really. Yeah, I I know I know creationists and end times believers. They're all over the place. Sure. I'd say hmm. I'd say they're about I don't know on even keel with the vocal atheists or the are the vocal lit- biblical literalists in this movement. Baron Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project, is a very religious man. Yeah, but is is he an evangelical? I don't know because he, he doesn't evangelize. No, but I think he's. I, think, I, I don't even know if you know what evangelical means entirely. Um, evangelical usually means a, a set of beliefs uh, of the sort of the Pentecostal type, um, mm. and 
No, I don't know. I don't know if he believes in speaking in tongues and um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, the people that go into go to, go to the church but services some, and some people that evangelize very heavily for the Baptists, for instance. Instance, yeah. they're not evangelical. By the way, the the reason I bring up my atheism on the air, and I don't normally do so in in person, uh, unless unless someone specifically is is going in that direction and wants to talk about that. Now, the reason I bring it up on the air, and I I can think of an instance recently, there was a lady that called in a couple nights ago who was just starting to spout off about Christianity this and Christianity that, and she was acting as though we were some sort of Christian fellows, and uh, like this was some Christian... some talk show that favored Christianity in some way, and I didn't want anybody listening to get the wrong idea, so I'd just like to throw it out there on the show that, oh, okay, well, that's fine. I'm an atheist, just so you know. You know, don't presume when you call in. These people, a lot of people will call in and presume they're talking to fellow Christians, and I want to smash that uh, belief. Well, and to be fair, people mention God in passing a lot, not just in radio shows, but, but people in the public eye who are religious, especially the religious right, that are vocal about it. They mention God, maybe not explicitly all the time, but they'll say, God bless you. They'll say, mm-hmm. God willing. Um, that's really no different than you bringing up your atheism. It's just That's a that, good point. It's just that atheists are reviled in American society, in a lot of parts of American society, by the much larger, very religious contingent. A right. lot of people, I mean, I think it's been shown that Americans are more likely to vote for a Muslim for president than an atheist. A lot more likely. Really? Perhaps it's because perhaps it's they're belligerent. I'm an atheist. I don't really care what anyone th- th- else thinks. I, you know, some atheists. I think um, I was watching TV the other night, and the American Association of Atheists was um, doing something. They didn't. They want prayer banned from schools completely, even voluntary prayer by students. That's yeah, they're stupid. pushy. They want to ram atheism down people's throats. Yeah, like I think that I think this new this neo atheist movement of uh, of evangelizing atheism is a mistake. And I agree. I, I can understand why they do it. They're pissed. I'm pissed at Christianity. Right, they want payback. Yeah, eh, I think they just need to leave them alone. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll free line. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. Don't forget to join Nick on his website at freemindstv.com. You've resumed production for the 2008 year, which is excellent news, by the way, after taking a few weeks off. We have, and we have some footage of interviews we did at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. So if you haven't gotten enough New Hampshire Liberty Forum content yet, you can go to our website and check out our latest episode. And we've got... Jim Babka from Downsize DC in there, and we've got some other interviews as well. So. Right, so you've got more coming in the, in the upcoming we've episodes. Got more, yep, we do. And you're going to launch your new audio podcast this year as well, right? Um, yes, we are. The Supposedly, the equipment is in the mail. So It's been in the mail for a couple weeks um, now. It's been back-ordered and not shipped. It just oh. recently got shipped. Um, so, Where'd you but, order from? Broadcast Supply World? Um, I don't even... Um, CBCTechnical.com. Hmm, okay, okay. It's some... Whatever website... Google had as the cheapest unit gotcha. price, so that that could explain why it's taking so long because we shot by price. It'll, hopefully, it will get there. That's the important thing. Uh, so, Free Minds TV doing great work in the uh, the world of liberty and television, and now uh, moving into radio as well, which is uh, is fantastic. So, we were just talking a moment ago about atheists and this, for lack of a better term, I don't know if this is what they're calling themselves, but neo atheist movement, where the atheists are now 
pissed off to the point where they're starting to go out and shove atheism down people's throats, which I think is a, a big mistake. I can understand their mentality. I, I can empathize with how they're feeling. Uh, but it just doesn't seem to be a, a, a wise position. I, I think that... Well, I can't really empathize with how they're feeling. I, 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 I would rather be with somebody who believes that the end times are coming who doesn't want to force their religion or non-religion on anyone than have someone who be with someone who agrees with me but wants to force you well, know Well, what I empathize with I don't empathize with wanting to force people to do things but I empathize with how the the uh, the men, I empathize with their feelings that are behind it like well you know we had this religion shoved down our throat so we're going to pay you back not to say I would ever engage in something like that but well, and and no. I was I went to a Christian school and, like religious um, revenge went to a you know I, I went to church every Sunday my mom was a Sunday school teacher I was a Sunday school teacher and I, you know, I was sort of hurt by uh, Christianity. It was uh, it's painful stuff, the the guilt and all that other crap that goes with it. And so I, I'm I'm mad at like the religion of Christianity well, and payback. And if somebody and if somebody wants to then uh, tell me about it, I I get a little cranky, you know. Yeah, but 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 you you haven't gone so far as to actually evangelize atheism to people. However, if you do come to my door and want to talk about, talk about religion, I will invite you in and I will throw everything in the book <laughs> I've got at you. Well, that's fair. They came to you at that mm, point. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I don't have that because I I wasn't I didn't have religion really forced on me as a kid. So I mean, we went to church sometimes, but I didn't have any resentment, and I I don't really understand why atheists some of them are so angry. Because um, to me, it's just I don't believe in a god, and I don't it's know, just maybe a personal they... like this is what I think. This is what I think of the world. I don't know why they're so angry either. I remember being an angry teenager, and I can try to flash back for a moment to how I was feeling at that point. Perhaps they're angry because they feel as though they wasted all of those hours of their life in church. Uh, they. I don't know. That's just I'm going out on a limb there. When, yeah, when are I was you an in, angry atheist? Call in and give us your reasons. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Well, I guess I guess in my mid teens when I was in high school, there was a a period I went through where I was a little bit more militant and a little bit more vocally opposed to religion. But at this point, I don't. Yeah, I, I had that phase too. I don't I, really care. I think it's a little bit silly, and I think people who who really, you know, try their militants about religion. I think. In some cases, they're dangerous, but you know, I don't. It doesn't really bother me that people have weird religious beliefs or that they think I'm going to burn in hell. It doesn't. That doesn't really offend me. I, I'm not saying here that I think atheists should stay in the closet. I'm not saying that. I'm. What I'm pointing out here is that I think that atheists that want to be sort of active atheists shouldn't be the types that you were talking about earlier, Nick, in proposing to ban prayer or you know, proposing the reverse, uh, the atheist versions of what the religious people want to force on, uh, you know, many, of the, many of the religious people that, that do want to force their way on others, uh, proposing the reverse of that. That's not right. I think that if an atheist wants to get active in favor of atheism, there are some more, more productive, healthy ways to do that. Like, and this isn't something I want to do, but just some suggestions. Maybe, uh, for instance, helping other atheists come out of the closet. There are guides, for instance, online that will give basically different levels of outness as far as who you talk to, who you admit that you're an atheist to, whether it's you're just admitting it to your closest friends, to your, your, uh, your confidant, uh, to the people at work, to your family. So these different levels and how to handle that, because I think that's important. I think it's important to, to help people 
deal with the realities of, of being an atheist in America, especially in places like the breadbasket, where people aren't some people are just not going to be friendly toward you. I think helping helping atheists understand and and deal with that is an important thing to do. I think also representing uh, atheists is important as well in the media and uh, on the you know in discussions on the internet. Uh, is so so being a vocally atheist is fine. Being out there as an atheist is fine, but but shoving the viewpoint down others' throats not appropriate at all. So you don't think that uh, it, it seems to me just about any chance you get the opportunity on on the show to uh, say I'm an atheist. You say I'm an atheist. It's usually when some religious person is on the air pandering toward uh, religion. Well, sometimes and uh, presuming that I am uh, one of them. And someone will say I'm gonna I'll pray for you or uh, you know God bless you guys or something like that, and you'll jump in with it. And that's, yeah. that seems a little, to me, a little ardent, strident. Well, no, it's well. I agree with what Nick said earlier. They're flashing their religion. Why is it inappropriate for me to flash back? I don't think God bless you or um, wishing someone God's speed is uh, in, entirely flashing religion. Yeah, it totally is. It's very subtle. If someone says they'll pray for you, that that kind of that bothers me. More <laughs> so, uh, if, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, uh, they want praying sure. is well wishing. Thanks for the well wishes. If you, yeah, if you want to pray, but I generally I, tell people, say, yeah, save it for someone who cares. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> for someone you can help. Right. Sometimes someone will say, God bless you, and I'll say, no, he doesn't bless me. Something like that. Something flippant offhand. Yeah. yeah uh, well, you know. If you want to toss it back, sometimes I think that's okay. But I just, I, I get the feeling from um, a, a lot of atheists and a lot of atheist organizations that they're just, they're very angry, mm-hmm. and they really care about what other people think, and I don't, I just don't, I'm not really feeling that. They're very, they're very convinced that, you know, religion's a terrible disease, and I really don't think it is. I just, you know, I think it's a little silly. I, I, think, I think organized it helps some people religion cope. is dangerous. I think organized right. religion is, is a bad thing, personally. Um, I, it's not, it's not for me, but. No, it's, it's not for me, but I can see that it does damage to people uh, in some ways, and, you know, I'm not going to pick out any particular organized religions to to pick on but i think that i think i think the holiness movement in christianity is messed up crap i don't know what that is well thank god is that the uh the evangelical by the way that's that's not a that's not me shoving my uh, religion (laughs) down your throat right that's that's more of a colloquialism than anything else oh that's a colloquialism but i'll pray for you isn't or god bless you isn't well yeah yeah it is a colloquialism but if you said praise be to god that would be that that would be yeah. yeah But it's the weird. same thing. Do it in old English. But people think that you have to pray in old English. That that cracks me up. Right, but it it is the exact same thing you're saying. It's the fact is that thank God is just. I mean, I say it. Do you beat yourself up when you say it? No. Like it's, what am I saying? That it's for? it's a colloquialism. Yeah. Goodbye is God be with God you. God be with you. Short, yeah. yeah. Adios. Yeah. Be with God. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't bother me. It's you part can't of the language. Re- you can't get rid of it. Holiday, holy day, right? It's part of the language. It's yeah. part of the human experience. I mean, doesn't it's it's a word. It doesn't really bother me. I think one of the reasons maybe atheists might be angry, many of them, is because they feel hated, and I can see that would make someone angry. I mean, if they if they if if they've been raised around people who are so intolerant of atheists, and they're immersed in that culture, and they're they're surrounded by people like that, I could definitely see where the resentment and the anger would come from. There, I I luckily was was not raised in that way. I, I like you, Nick, had uh, parents that went to church, you know, every other week or every three weeks, something like that. There, I didn't have any God stuff posted around the house. You know, it wasn't one of those houses where you go into the bathroom and there's th- 
15 different tchotchkes with Bible verses on it. I didn't have that uh, that sort of raising. And I can understand if someone was immersed in that culture and that mentality, so just with people that with that mentality surrounding them, that uh, that if they came out as an atheist, they would be hated. And I could see... And they'd be rejected by the people that had loved them up until that point. I could see how they would be angry and jaded. Yeah, I can I can see that some people would be reaction, and not just necessarily that, you know, they were atheists, but um, if they they're more progressive, say in the Bible Belt, or if they if they're homosexual, I can mm-hmm. see how that breeds a lot of resentment towards Christianity if they feel like they're being judged. But by the same token, if we have atheists going out there representing atheists as people who judge you for believing that's going to do the same thing. I mean, it breeds the same resentment. I just don't think atheists should go down the same road that religious crusaders went down. Absolutely with you on that one. It has been Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. We'll return tomorrow night online. You can join us in the meantime at freetalklive.com. We'll get to the secession thing tomorrow. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.